I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Oops! The Podcast. It is Tuesday, Election Day 2020 for America. I'm joined, as ever, by my dear co-host and friend, Julio Gallarati. G, how are you today? Everybody vote, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Get you out voted there. yet? I haven't, no. You're going to vote today? Well, I'm voting today, yes. Wow. Yeah. Leaving it to the last minute. That was, it was my only option. Oh, because of where you're voting. I'm voting in, in Connecticut. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. I get that. Um, I voted on Saturday. How was it? Very easy. It it was surprisingly easy. Uh, I had heard that there were hour long lines in all these places, and we we wandered up to Madison Square Garden, which is where we were supposed to be going uh, if we were going to vote early, and there were no lines at all. And dude, it was. People there greeted us like we were bringing some kind of antidote to a, <laughs> a, a, a thing that was ravaging the community. Hey. They're like, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for voting right this way. You lucked out. They had a station set up for free hot chocolate and, and coffee like it was a ski resort. <laughs> uh, it was incredibly friendly. People were excited. On the way out, there was another line of people who were like clapping and giving you stickers. I have to admit, I was nervous I wasn't going to get a sticker. <laughs> Why? Because I thought maybe, sometimes they are, they're out of them. Right, right, right. And I, I, so I, I put my ballot in the machine after I, I did my thing. And uh, I was walking out and they were like, right this way. And I was like, is there, is there a sticker somewhere? <laughs> they were like, yeah, 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 the next guy, the next guy. And he handed me a sticker and I, I affixed it to my cardigan sweater. But my cardigan sweater was made of cashmere. And I don't know if you know about cashmere. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't fuse very well you with ruin sticker. the sweater. Doesn't it does <laughs> yeah. Cotton t-shirts far better than a cardigan sweater made of cashmere. <laughs> and so it, it sort of started to pull away. And very sadly I had to crumple it up and throw it out at some point later that day. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. I'm happy you got that you made that happen so easily, dude. I mean, I was seeing lines earlier in the week where it was literally like blocks and blocks and blocks long, like you said. Yeah. So. They had said that the the day before it was a two hour wait. Wow. On on Friday and, and Thursday, but on Saturday midday, I don't know. I don't know why nobody felt so counterintuitive. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, dude, isn't it crazy how they're they when you go in and and vote, they want you to have the best experience ever, mm -hmm. so that you vote again. Yeah. Like it's sad that like we have to be mind fucked into voting. They're thinking of everything. Free hot chocolate, stickers so you can brag, mm -hmm. like every single thing because people just don't vote. That's so sad. Yeah. They're, just fucking vote. Yeah, I know. Having said that, to walk out with a little souvenir of it to show off to people. It's nice. And, and it's a little bit like as a kid when you would go on an airplane and they would invite you up to the cockpit. During the flight to meet the pilots, you'd sit in their lap. You'd be like, "Is that a flashlight? Or are you just happy to see me?" And uh, and then they would give you those wings. Yes. They had the little wing, you know, pin, and you'd wear those around. Totally. And it was nice. It was cool. Very. Exciting. I don't know, man. I I I found the voting process to be a little bit moving. Yeah. Uh, I found it not emotional but exhilarating and certainly more meaningful this time than ever before we're seeing record turnout of course in the early voting texas already surpassed their entire voter turnout from 2016 come on yeah that's unbelievable they were highest they've ever been and, and that was well before and uh so same with Hawaii. I think other states are on track to have done it as well. Um, really fucking cool. But there is something fun, too, about voting on Election Day. I think it's a little bit like, right. you know, do, do you really want to go trick-or-treating before Halloween? No. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if you can. <laughs> I guess the better uh, metaphor there or analogy would be to go to a, a costume party as an adult on a, on the days leading up to Halloween, right? As opposed to yeah, that's as funny. To, to, opposed to Halloween proper. <laughs> right. You ever you ever see 
Yeah, because we just had Halloween. Do you ever see, you know, on like the Thursday or the Friday before Halloween, Halloween was on a Saturday, you'd be riding the subway and everyone's like coming home from work and there's Prince. Yeah, yes, yes. Sitting like, you know, looking at his phone because he's not (laughs) in. It's just another a person, an adult on their way to a costume party trying to keep a low profile because they're not surrounded by normalcy yet (laughs) and you're all looking at them like all right man good costume whatever (laughs) we're just living our lives you know you fish out of fucking water over here dude let me ask you a question i saw did you see this kanye west tweet over the weekend where he was follow him okay well too much so i don't think i even actually saw the tweet i think i saw people reposting it and it was like halloween is the only day where you're not in a costume and i like I, I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're telling me that I'm fucking, you know, Dude, that's Ace just, Ventura? That's just Halloween. That's, that's who I am? That's just Kanye trying to be like a 24-year-old girl who tweets about, like, Profound crying shit. openly in the street and thinking it's, like, attractive. <laughs> Being like, I just ugly cried in front of a Sabaro and nobody stopped to say thank you. <laughs> But like for your brilliance or so, I don't know what it would be. I'm I'm wondering if I missed something because am I missing the message of that tweet? Like, is the point of that like we're always in costume, we're never being our true selves? Like, is that the point of that? Because again, like, how is me being dressed up like a dinosaur who I really am? I just don't get it. Well, you're trying to take Kanye literally, which is like trying to sift through <laughs> shit to find what you ate for dinner. <laughs> but but so many people reposted that. That I was like, am I missing something? Or they no, were just like, oh, they whoa. think they get it and they don't. These are the <laughs> rantings of a madman. And, and, and they don't, they think, you know, it, it, it's cool to, to, it's like the whole Keith Ranieri shit. Like right. all those people thought they understood what he was talking about. Totally. His entire goal in running Nexium was to bang chicks. Right. As, and, and steal people's money. Right. Control women and steal You know, money. when you speak <laughs> cryptically, and you amass a following, you are given more credit than you're due for your words. Right. And right. that's what has happened with Kanye. Interesting. That's I think. Point. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he definitely shoots from the hip. Yeah. He'll, he'll say some cool shit here and like, you know, but, but you're right. Like you can't listen to a whole Kanye interview without being like, come on about something. Yeah. At least. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, uh, if you ever get trapped in a conversation with somebody on on public trans like on trains <laughs> for some reason i oh, like someone's grandfather yeah i know what you're talking about you just get a lecture yeah <laughs> and you're like dude if you could just break up these thoughts a little bit more then maybe they would have they'd carry a lot more water but they don't <laughs> this reminds me one of my friend my buddy phil his grandfather would would you know r.i.p he's a great guy he you sit with him and he immediately starts telling you about world war ii and he'll start out with like the way that they would introduce it on the history channel. Be like, the year was nineteen thirty nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And that's so by the way, that's cool once. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool listen on. one time. I know. I would love to meet him and listen to him talk about World War II for for an hour or two right. happily. Right. But if it was like every time we were hanging, I'd be like, I, I don't have time for the war today. I know. <laughs> Sorry, it, dude. It makes me feel bad because I'm like. Fuck, like old people, they're old, they've seen so much shit, they know a lot, they definitely re- deserve respect. But to a degree, also, you know, it's like, yeah, come on, like I'm, I'm trying to go fucking, yeah, you know, well, smoke just, weed or something. At, like, I'm not trying yeah. to, <laughs> but dude, at a point, at a point, people get to a point in life, I think, where they're not interested in learning new things to share. Mm. Maybe they realize they can't keep up. There's right. no way that they're going to figure out the the trappings of TikTok or, you know, don't even need to make it that that far removed. It's like they're not going to learn new things. So they're not going to they're going to just stick right. with what works. And, and that's a gradual process, I've noticed. And there's ways you can see people are starting to turn into that person. Mm-hmm. One of them is like music is a great indicator. Sure. Not being not willing to hear new music, saying it sucks and talking about how the stuff you used to listen to was great. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's like stubborn behavior. I find myself falling into that trap too. We've talked about this before, but you know, the, 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 the hip hop thing, as I've said, I need, <laughs> I can only work out to hip hop, Interesting. but I can only work out to hip hop that has a consistent beat. 
I can't even work out to that Travis Scott song. Uh, you know, sun is down, freezing uh, cold. What's sicko that? mode. No, but I see what you're saying. It like transitions. But here's the thing. If yeah. that song had continued in its intro beat right. the whole way through, yeah. I would be able to work out to it. Right. But then it shifts into this like Give me the root. Was out there me. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever nonsense words he's come up with. If it had continued in its original kind of organ spooky beat, I would be throwing up, you know, PRs under the squat rack to that song. But it's like PR is a personal record for anyone who doesn't know, right? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. There's also a Drake song on my playlist that does this. That it's the whole song is really great, and then there's like a, a an after section oh. that that it changes the beat completely. And one of the lines is like, "No pun intended, but I'm smelling defeat in the air." It's all about feet, right? No, no, I got, I got. I'm trying to remember what song up. that's from. First of all, I hate that lyric. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended, but I'm smelling defeat in the air. The other it, night, Savage listened to. She said the only one I listened to. If I was, they wasn't listening to me, they would be listening to you, dog. <laughs> Those are like lyrics that I just vaguely hear. It is. Thank oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, so the first eighty percent of that song is super hype, right? And then I, it changes, and then it switches to this gentle kind of like. Let's get thoughtful now. Right. And I'm like, dude, I, I have four more reps of these of these shoulder presses to do. You can't <laughs> tone it down for me yet, Drake. <laughs> dude, but it's still, I mean, he spits on that verse, though, but I feel you. It's yes. definitely a little understated. Yes. Dude, I'm just laughing. You being like, I'm throwing up PRs for a second. I'm like, is he talking about Puerto Ricans? Oh. Is <laughs> he just throwing no, Puerto Ricans? No, I wouldn't throw them. <laughs> Not that I don't know if I could. That feels politically incorrect. <laughs> Dude, I have a, a good alternate side parking story for you. Oh, baby. And you were going to tell me about this on Saturday night when yeah. we hung out for a long time. <laughs> Francis and I hung out all day. We had we had a we had a fucking marathon. But I want to hear this because we've been we've been keen yeah. to hear your alternate side. If you're not following alternate side parking Thursdays, it's a new thing I'm doing on Instagram. Uh, every Thursday, you have to move your car from if you're parking it on the street, the street sweeper comes through. There's a window from 9 to 10.30, during which time the street sweeper can come through. If you're not in your car, you get a ticket. Uh, you got to pull out into the street, and then you the street sweeper comes. You pull back in. Street, street sweeper cleans the street. Everybody's doing it. It's a fascinating New York phenomenon. Very stressful. Yeah, I documented it on my Instagram. Julio's got a story for I got a good one. So, Francis, I, first and foremost, I'd like to say I'm really enjoying alternate side parking Thursdays. ASP Thursdays. Thank it's you. It's very, not only is it really specific and like no one's ever thought of it, but somehow it also really fits your sense of humor. Yeah. So I just think it's a home run. That's very so, kind. Yeah, uh, shout out to Chris for the lovely edit on yeah. the last one. Killer well. edit, Chris. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm doing alternate side parking situation. Yep. And I borrowed my parents' car. Okay, as a preface, because be nice. <laughs> well, I borrowed it because I had some gigs in Connecticut, and then I was like, I'm just going to drive back uh, for election day and vote, whatever. And my dad's like, all right, there's some jumper cables in the back. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, why? Why are there jumper? He's like, oh, you know, just in case you need them. I was like, okay, whatever. So I go out to move the car. <laughs> if you're really quick, if your dad tells you that there are jumper cables in the back, that car is not doing well. <laughs> okay, so fast forward to. I'm parked in a spot where they're actually going to do some work on the gas line in the morning. It's the same day as the alternate side parking. So I have to move it at nine anyway, but this particular day I have to move it at eight because oh. Con Ed's going to be there and it's a tow zone. Damn. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I go outside. It's pouring rain. Yep. Pouring. I run to the car. I'm like, all right, whatever. I get in the car. I won't turn on. And now the car's just dead. The battery's dead. It's 8 a.m. It's pouring fucking rain. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get towed. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even really even know how to like jumpstart a car. Like yeah. I do, but like I don't, I don't know. And dude, I swear to God, out of the blue, a tractor, <gasps> a farm tractor, <laughs> a farm tractor pulls up on me and he just goes, jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going, jump. I'm like, yeah, please. I fucking get out of the car. I thank God I have these jumper cables. I throw them on the battery. I th I'm like, all right, I guess this is how you do this. Mm. I put them on the tractor battery. Yeah. He points down. I put them on. Fucking jumpstart the car. Boy, 
First of all, I wouldn't even know that you could jump a car from a tractor. I didn't know either. That feels like breeding, you know, a French bulldog with a Labrador retriever. Can you really cross those streams? That just I, I, is it the same electricity? Dude, and he had two batteries. Where did this guy come from? I don't know. And it, dude, it's crazy because there's these guys working in the in the house behind me, uh, in where I live. And I hear them out the window in the morning yelling to each other mm -hmm. because one of them will be on the roof of the building and a guy will be, and I just hear, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, I hear that all morning. That sounds and like Spanish. <laughs> whatever it yeah. was, the guy driving the tractor sounded like that somehow. So, mm -hmm. Drive! <laughs> so, so how did he know? I mean, were you out of your car whole, like with the hood up looking around being like, I don't know. The tractor must have been at the end of the block, and I think I had lifted the hood. I think I lifted I the see. hood. So he must have assumed. Yeah. And he pulls up on me, and I thought he was going to like yell at me and say I was going to get towed or something. But right. instead, my fucking Hispanic soldier arrived on his metal horse wow. and saved my fucking ass. That's a great story. Dude, it was really good. That's great. You know, you speak of <laughs> tractors, so we grew up. Hat in Maine, we have a long dirt driveway, which sounds fancier than it is. Uh, I don't know if it doesn't sound that fancy necessarily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like a long driveway, you know what I mean? It just took a while to get from the road to our house. Right. It wasn't like we, you know, intentionally built it that way. It just the house, the land was really far away from the road. Got it. So we, we used to have to plow the driveway with, we got a John Deere tractor. Yes. And my dad would plow the driveway and I would invite friends over and we would tie sleds to the plow in the back of the tractor and basically like water ski behind the tractor as he plowed the driveway. That's fair. Sounds like gear. That's fun. Yeah. But the problem was that we had no control in the sled and there were curves in the driveway and we would just be barreling towards a tree. And I would have to yell, bail, bail at the last second. Like if you're driving the tractor? No, uh, if you were in, in the sleds. Uh, We'd have two or three sleds tied up and they'd all be like bumper carring. <laughs> My dad didn't care, you know, where we went. Dude, also, if he like has to hit the brakes abruptly, you guys can like get decapitated yeah, by the bottom you, of the tractor. They were, they were, the, the sleds were far away. We were like okay. 20 feet back oh, from the cool. tractor. Smart. Plenty of lead on the rope. So <laughs> we had a, I had a friend, a very good friend whose dad was the pr pr prominent personal injury attorney in Maine. <laughs> and that kid, even at like eight years old, refused to do it. That is hilarious. Refused to ride the sleds. This was one of the most fun activities that we had at our house. And he would he would sit out. He'd be like, "Ah, not today, not for me." He'd Hilarious. go inside and you know, read case law. I don't know. <laughs> His dad put the fear in him. Yeah, but but you know, that's why. It, it, and it was it was a blessing that he didn't because if that kid had ridden the sleds with us, and had gotten injured, we that's you know direct line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they don't even have to hire someone; they just represent themselves. <laughs> In that, in that case, dude, I've, I always wondered about you guys living in Maine. Like, are either of your parents from there or something? No. So what? They just loved Maine. We used to drive up from New Jersey to my my mom's family had a house in St. Andrews, New Brunswick, in Canada. Oh, got it. Uh, for like many years, from like the 1930s on, it's a beautiful seaside town, but it's far. Yeah, far from New Jersey. It's like I don't know. 10 or to 12 hour drive crazy and they used to do it every summer and we would drive up from new jersey but we would always stop in maine as like a halfway point and spend the night at this terrible crummy hotel called freeport inn <laughs> and uh as we would drive through there my parents said like this state's really beautiful this would be a nice place to raise kids and then my dad somehow met a computer programmer who was up in Maine and my dad had an idea for a company and spoke to him and they like built it to built it together and then we moved up when I was four awesome you know I still don't really understand the story because it seems very random but yeah it's pretty random they basically just said this this is a good place to raise kids and they wanted nice land but they couldn't afford it in Connecticut right. or even Rhode Island 
or Massachusetts. I think they wanted to be near the water. Right. And Maine at that point, this was 25 years ago, was still pretty cheap. Right. So that's where we went. I mean, dude, you're like the Drake of Maine. You know what I mean? If you were a rapper, you'd be like, I got the state on my back. Do I? Would I? <laughs> kind of. Like, I wonder. Who else is like actively from Maine? Dude, I get a lot of messages about people telling me Maine stuff to tell you. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't know if Maine is proud of me. I think it's uh, it's, it's up in the air. Sometimes they are, and then sometimes they're like, oh, we don't know that guy. <laughs> well, there are some famous Mainers. Uh, Joan Benoit Samuelson, Joan Benoit, <laughs> won the first women's marathon at the Olympics. Oh, when was Big that? Nike athlete. She, I don't know, the 80s or something. Mm-hmm. She she was that she was big. Okay. She lived nearby. We knew her. A I would argue bit. she's she's not that relevant. But okay, well, she's a great know, Mainer. Just relevant in the marathon community, that's for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to offend anyone. <laughs> Who's the girl? The girl who does the song from that movie about the acapella group. You know the cup song. Uh, yeah, I'm gone. If I'm gone, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You know, she sings it with the cup. Uh, yeah, I, I forget. It's short. I remember. I have a list of that main actress. Is it Anna Kendrick? And Anna she's, Kendrick is from Maine. She went to Deering yeah. High School. Okay. But she's she's not as outward about her Maine yeah. stuff as I am. She doesn't rep her city like you, dude. No. no. Rep my city. So, anyway. Uh, Wait, this week, this past weekend. This past weekend, man. <laughs> Shout out Theo Vaughn. Uh, that's the name of his podcast. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we had people over again. We did it. Yeah. (laughs) This was a weekend where things were very in flux. We did not have plans. I had loosely committed to plans with about five different people, five different couples. Yes. And that can be stressful. Totally. It's hard to like figure the logistics out. There was a point in the afternoon where Francis and I were texting and I was like, we may not end up hanging out. Like we, we may not. It may end up not happening. But it is so nice to have that friend. I don't. Yeah, I don't who's give a shit. like, it's fine. dude. If we don't see each other, relax. Yeah. No. Totally. It's not a big deal. And I get. I. I have friends though. I have male friends, who, if there's a loose, plan, to hang out, and then I don't answer my phone enough, or I don't make that happen. They hold it against me. Yeah, no, They're I have hurt it too. By it. I have it too. It's stressful. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I know. I'm not being crazy negligent or disrespectful. I'm not, this isn't a, a shot at you. Yeah. I'm not choosing people over you necessarily. Just one thing led to another. You know, life happened. Right. Life got in the way of us hanging out. Right. And, and that's what friends are low maintenance for a reason. You know what I mean? They like, should be. you can maintain your friendships relationships like personal like like you know your girlfriend your boyfriend those are harder to maintain yeah. because it requires so much more yeah a friendship you know i don't have to see you i don't have to talk to you right. and that's why we can be friends forever especially when it's another couple you know that, that there are more moving parts everyone has their considerations couples you know, are tough we're trying to meet up <laughs> with julio and his girlfriend i'm with my girlfriend friday night we stayed up a little bit late and had a had a had a bunch of wine with this with this other girl that my girl my girlfriend works with and we played like uh settlers of Catan with only three people by the way which is four is way better <laughs> this girl demolished us and I, it pissed me off dude she I, I i she she got longest road right off the bat and, and i don't want like to me longest road in, in settlers of Catan is, is a dick measuring contest but at the same time it's worth two victory points which is very important And it's also by building a longer road, you enable yourself to build more settlements, which you can convert to cities, which gives you more, uh, more cards. It's like the cheat card. This is a very, this is a very inside story, but you know, for, for Kataners, you'll get it. Um, (laughs) anyway, she demolished us. So I wasn't happy. We went to bed late and woke up on Saturday morning with wine hangover. Yes. I had, I had one too. It makes you loopy. Yeah. You're kind of like wobbly. My, my balance was off kilter. I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, yeah, we can go get brunch or we could just do nothing or we can go shopping. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fortunately, my girlfriend tends to have a better sense of what she wants on Saturday mornings That's when good. we're in that very kind of foggy, cloudy state. state. She was like, let's go get some brunch. And I was like, OK, let's do that. So we went and got brunch and then we wandered into 
um, the meatpacking district. <laughs> now, Julio, hangovers and shopping are a very dangerous combination. Absolutely. For me. And really dangerous for me. I know how this story ends, but please, there's a lot of good details here. I have <laughs> not spent money in a reckless way in eight months. I mean, dude, we all know that you were in line at LL Bean and then put everything back. Correct. We know that. That was so. like $230 worth of flannel shirts. <laughs> Wasn't going to break the bank. Okay? So I have been so abstemious in my spending, and monk-like. <laughs> and there's a good feeling. There is a good feeling about looking at, uh, as we've said, your credit card statements each month and being like, wow, that's really manageable. What a, I guess, what a relief. But you go through so many months of that where that, that feeling, it's like being on the scale and just seeing that your weight has stayed low. Right. And you're like, what is, this isn't exciting. This isn't as exciting as tasting a Cinnabon. 100%. Or a, a, a really nice burger. Yeah. So you start to think, well, maybe I could just, maybe I could just let myself have a little treat. You know, maybe I could, maybe I could look the other way on my credit card just for a second. And dude, when I'm hungover and I'm loopy and I don't have my wits about me, that danger look the other way is, ooh. Red alert. It it escalates quickly. We went into a store <laughs> called Bellstaff. Now, Bellstaff sells motorcycle jackets. I'm not a motorcycle guy. I've never even been on a motorcycle. <laughs> Wearing a motorcycle jacket, probably not a great look for me. Everyone would be like, there's no chance that that guy has a motorcycle. He looks like he cares about his head safety. So... We go in there. I try on a bunch of coats. They're bringing them out. The whole store smells like leather. Mm -hmm. It's nice. There's a guy in there shopping as well. He keeps asking the, the, the person who works there to take pictures of him so he can send it to his wife. I crack a joke about how as I'm trying coats on, I want him to send a picture of me in the coat to his wife because she seems like the authority on how these coats look. <laughs> He laughs. I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm fucking funny. I'm, look, I'm ripping jokes. People are laughing. And sure enough, I buy an $1,800 shearling coat. <laughs> what am I doing? Who am I? Why? Why would I have done that? Now, I'm, I'm playing it up here. I'm not that upset by it. But I will say that $1,800 with one swipe is a, a little less than what I've been spending in a month over the last like seven or eight months. Yeah. And in New York City, before we left in March, my credit card spending was was significantly higher to the extent that I didn't even think it was possible to to spend less than like an right. X amount. And then we've been back now for whatever, two months, and it's been easy. And I I can't understand what it was before that was kicking my credit card balances right. up into this stratosphere. Well, here it is. I was hungover shopping a lot, <laughs> is the answer. I was buying shearling coats well, to the, ride on my motorcycle that I don't have. hilarious. But Francis also told me, and I don't know if you were doing this to make yourself feel better, but he has this trick about avoiding paying sales tax. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if this is legal, but we'll move forward with it anyway. Okay, I don't know. I've never heard this of this trick before. All right. So I, if you're buying a really expensive big ticket item, right, and... You go to the checkout counter, ask them if you have the, the ability to do this, ask them if they can ship it to a state that has no sales tax. If you have some kind of way to pick it up in New Jersey or New Hampshire or, you know, obviously a lot of the states in the South, uh, see if you can ship it because typically your shipping costs, like it's 20 bucks at most, they, this place offered free shipping, uh, is going to be a lot less than the sales tax that you would pay on that item in New York City. Right, which is like t 9 or 10%, right? I, yeah, I'm not even sure what it is. I mean, yeah, yeah, 10%, It's right. a high number. Yeah, yeah, 9 or 10%. So, so I, I was like, hey, is there any chance I can ship this to New Jersey? And they were like, oh. And they'd never met someone who had said this to them. Dude, love it. They were like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, well, <laughs> they were like, do you live there? And I was like, sure. 
<laughs> yeah, I live there. And they were like, okay, I guess we could do that. They were like, you sure you don't want to wear it out? And I was like, I definitely want to wear it out. I like to wear everything out that I buy. <laughs> but... By the way, do you think that that's lame? What? When you buy something cool to and you wear it, it out of the store. Yeah, it's a kind of lame. Like I might do it, but it's just something there's something like cringy about it. There's something like, cringy about leaning over the counter with the item on your back where they have to lean over and remove the security <laughs> yeah. tag with the item on your person. <laughs> That's a little embarrassing yeah. when they're snipping tags off your body. They're like, dude, really act like you've been there before. Put this shit yes. on the second you get out of the store or when you get home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you show up to lunch in your new jacket. <laughs> I just got it. It feels a little Let's bit. Let's celebrate. Like, it feels like a little bit like somebody on the run who goes into like a a, a, a fucking Walgreens and <laughs> like buys, buys a, a new outfit yeah. so that they can shed their fugitive clothing. <laughs> it's like I'll take that fishing bucket hat and I'll take that vest and these trousers. Okay, thirty eight dollars. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Now I'm walking out and I'm throwing away the clothes that I escaped in. Dude, that's funny. There's, a, there's always that scene where the guy <laughs> sees the little store. He goes in. He buys the clothes. And like just to show you he's cool, he's like, how much is that beef jerky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always, <laughs> add, they always add one more thing. Cuts to him in the parking lot eating the beef jerky yeah. in his new clothes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Dude, dude. It's, 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 for some reason in my mind, it's always like a store that sells camping equipment and fishing gear yeah yeah you know do they even joke about that like and there's a leslie nielsen movie where he yes 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 (laughs) wrongfully um, accused wrongfully what a great movie movie. and that was a spoof on the fugitive with harrison ford and harrison ford does do that in the same in the same way hilarious but i think no country for old men he also goes in and buys new clothes at a store uh it's a great movie too what a great movie great book by cormac mccarthy if you haven't seen the uh if you haven't seen the movie read the book no country for old men i would also recommend uh the road by cormac mccarthy which is a post-apocalyptic wasteland father son traveling through you know kind of these mean mean roads and and looking for you know supplies and things like that it's very uh apropos of this moment in time people ask me for book recs sometimes on the on the Great, podcast yeah, so yeah. i'm just throwing that out there cormac awesome. mccarthy uh probably my favorite author all time guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So dude, my my version of what you do is, thank God it's less expensive, but it's probably much worse for my body. I'll go into like a convenience store and just buy a bunch of snacks that no one's ever bought. Like the most random, like yesterday I was hungover. Um, mm. well, Sunday I was mm-hmm. hungover and I bought a giant bag of Arizona fruit snacks, <laughs> which is like Arizona iced tea, but they have fruit snacks. Oh, gosh. I also bought a bag of Welch's fruit snacks, okay. mixed fruit. Yep. And I've only ever bought those on the subway. <laughs> yeah. Right. From the kids <laughs> and, and a pack of watermelon high chews. Those are good. All at the same time, though. Those are good. I don't know about watermelon. I like the green apple one. They're all yeah, but anyway, I don't know why I get experimental. I like buy shit I don't, I don't usually want. I eat too much of all of it. I feel terrible. That's after. a lot of sugar, dude. dude. Yeah, that's that's teeth and stomach and then energy going down. Like, the, oh yeah, terrible. That, that assault. I I was able to not. I don't, I'm not a candy guy anymore. And I used to love candy. If I'm going to eat candy, it's got to be chocolate. I like that. Yeah, you've kicked that, that habit. Like, sh- like sweet, fruity flavored candy is a brutal energy crash. Oh, it's terrible. Dude, it's, it's like the only thing I could be eating that's worse is literally those like tubes of goo that you literally just squirt into your mouth. <laughs> you buy at the candy store. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? I I know the ones that are powdered sugary. No, ones. no, no. These are like liquid sugar, and it's like blue, and you literally oh. like take the cap off and like. That's disgusting. It's really fucking ratchet. But anyway, my, the point I'm making is that 
my I choose like children's candy. Yeah. When I'm hungover. Yeah. Yeah, Chris is showing us this shit, dude. Oh boy, that's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Looks like Halloween costume makeup. <laughs> so pick your poison though. And to be honest, like I actually if I am really hungover and I eat like shit, I found that the best way to have that not affect me is to just not feel bad about it. Like if yeah. I have, if I just have a shitty Sunday, like I'm eating, I'm now it's the week I'm eating healthy again. Like give, give yourself a cheat day. We oh, aren't perfect. One day yeah. is not going to hurt you. Just know that you have to get back on track. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like the anxiety that comes along with failing and like micromanaging your, your eating habits can do more damage totally. than just having that bad day. Like you said. Yeah. Hangover Sundays are always going to be a day where I just, dude, I, I mean, my spending went went to hell this weekend. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Just that. So to get back to our Saturday really oh, yeah. quick. Oh, this a good, we had a good time. I buy that coat, but then I don't even get to show it off to all these great friends that I ran into because I shipped it to New Jersey. <laughs> and if you're wondering where I shipped it, I shipped it to my old home address of Bayonne Golf Club. <laughs> in bayonne new jersey i put that down like they were like is here? this where you live and i was like yeah and i wrote bayonne golf club attention francis ellis and they were like this doesn't seem like where you live your and private I was like, residence oh i spent time there um <laughs> so <laughs> i live on the 18th green yeah so i uh i ship it out you know and then i walk back out and and, and i guess i'll get it in a couple of business days um but I then went and voted. And what an, what a lovely contrast of like Americanisms of of sending That's a new expensive purchase to avoid the sales tax <laughs> to a different state, uh, only to then go take part in democracy. And then from there, we went down and we had a cocktail around two o'clock because we wanted to almost like celebrate having voted. And purchasing the car. Yeah. And then we went and looked at an, an apartment, cool. which we're continuing to do. And then we met up with Julio and his girlfriend and another couple that we are good friends with mm -hmm. at a bar and watched some college football. Although we didn't really watch much of the college football. We just talked and hung out. Your girlfriend used to work with yes. the girlfriend of my very, very close friend. Correct. And Which is a nice little tie. It, it, it turned into a, a, a perfect, almost hexagon uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't call it like a triangle of friendship, but a, a six pointed hex hexagon of friendship. There were no. So what do you do? And, right. you know, kind of like uh, let's break the ice questions. Yeah. Uh, it was immediate friendship. Ste step two immediately. commitment to like I'm comfortable getting drunk around you. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And so we kind of loaded up and got pretty, pretty fired up. And then around probably 6:30 we walked back maybe 7 we walked back to uh to to my apartment and Julio and his girlfriend came and hang hung out with us while the other couple went to a dinner and we were all sitting outside just just drinking and yeah. Julio starts drinking um Julian and his girlfriend were drinking tequila sodas and i noticed that with each replenishment of his drink there was less soda to the point where it not only less soda but less ice like the drink just started turning into like well there are still a few floating fragments in there i don't really care what temperature this is floating citrus fragments no and he's ice. just now it's almost like basically tequila and uh, I'm like, all right, right, Julio is turning one on here. This is this is pretty good. We're having a great conversation. We've got the heat lamp lit up outside. It's cozy. And then the, the couple that had been at dinner brought the other couple that they were at dinner with. And they all came back here. And we started playing uh, a game called Secret Hitler. Now, that maybe sounds like a bad name for a game. It's not it's anything a fun crazy. Game, yeah. It's a really fun role-playing game. It's uh, If you've never played it, it's really fun. 10 is a great number. We had 10 people uh, and we were playing this game and everyone was getting pretty drunk, you know, <laughs> passing a little of the pot, pot ski around, having a great, great time. It was fun. Julio. <laughs> oh, we, we, we like finished Secret Hitler we, and then we moved to a different game called Snake Oil, which is like, uh, you know, you pitch, you pitch products to a person in the game based on two cards that have words on them. You put two cards together. And you're like, you need to, you're a, you, you're a prom date. Well, I'm going to pitch you the lizard wand. 
And you get your two <laughs> yeah. cards, and you have to like explain what it is, and then the person chooses the best pitch. One of my friends <laughs> gave up on even like trying to be reasonable in this game. <laughs> and I think it was like prom date or something, and he put together college and box on his cards. <laughs> He's like, you get a prom date, it's the college box. You know that next year you're going to go to college and you're going to slam a lot of box. You're going to be fucking <laughs> pussy, blah, blah, like just like getting up in, the, in there. It. And he's saying this and all of our like we're all with our, our girlfriends and, and fiancés. And he's just leaning into the most vulgar, graphic, insane pitch, not even trying to abide by the social contract. Just like and everyone's like, oh, my God, dude, fucking relax. And, and he finishes his pitch. And Julio doesn't miss a beat and just steps in and he goes, that's crazy. That's crazy. My pitch, dude, I, I, I don't know if it's as funny now. Obviously, it's not. When he said that, I laughed for 15 minutes without inhaling. It was a 15-minute silent wheezing Tears streaming down my face, ab workout, deep pain, worrying about internal bleeding type laugh. You were, you were I could not get it back together. And I wasn't the only one. Yeah, I wasn't the only one. There were two other people there who understood how funny that moment was. And I said to him the next day, I have not laughed like that in a decade. And it was it was the same catharsis from that laugh that you feel after a really deep cry. Yeah, yeah. I felt just Drained. as cleansed. Right. And it was so wonderful. <laughs> Guys, I, I have to tell you, I mean, it was a, a really healing wonder it, it highlighted the entire night for me i don't mean to get like moving or <laughs> sentimental but look for a great laugh laugh like that because um you never know what it's gonna hit you and don't be don't like i, I kept thinking god pe people are gonna be judging me because i'm still laughing the game has moved on people think i'm being <laughs> indulgent by carrying on with this so I just kept burying my head in my hands and just taking my time. But the more I thought about it, the harder I would laugh. And it was uh, it was just really great for me to have that. That was a good time. So I man. appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. And meanwhile, Julio's he's got this little giggle going. And he's just like <laughs> he, he's just happily, you know, filling up his now he's down to like a final fingernail of ice <laughs> plus a glass of tequila. And he felt so bad that he and his girlfriend had drunk all of our tequila. <laughs> the next day, he delivered me a bottle of tequila, dude, which was know. really sweet, but totally unnecessary because anytime we have people over, they tend to bring alcohol, and we always have way too much. So we try to get <laughs> through it all. Well, dude, I mean, listen, I was very aware of the fact that because we we finished the bottle of tequila. And then we went to get another bottle of tequila and we couldn't find a place that was selling yeah. it. It was too late. Like the liquor stores were all closed. And then we happened to find another bottle of tequila in your apartment and continue drinking it. And I was like, all right, this is like going, no one else was really drinking tequila. I don't think he'd gone away overboard, but, uh. but it was fun. It was definitely a night where like, and it, it felt so nice to feel that to wake up feeling terrible the next day felt so nice because mm -hmm. I'm not used to it. Like I haven't been able to drink like that. Even when I'm just like, sitting around drinking during uh you know covid and everything right it's hard to like be in the environment where you can just be drinking all day i don't even drink during the day usually mm -hmm. so like all of a sudden francis and we were planning on meeting up with francis and his girl for like an hour or two or whatever and then figuring it out and we end up hanging out for like 10 hours like yeah. snap my fingers it's two o'clock in the morning and i like don't even remember like i, I start forgetting pieces of the night and shit. yeah it was a really wonderful i don't really remember how people left or, or yeah how it ended <laughs> But I will say this. When I went to bed, I hadn't, this is how good the night was. I hadn't looked at my phone in about four hours. Oh, that's great. Around one in the morning. Plus, this was also daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. This I forgot night. about that. So we thought it was super late and it got kicked back an hour. And, and, and being awake through that is actually a really cool experience. Totally. As you're like, ah, oh, this is, you know, you're like, fuck yeah. It's not as late as it, you know, we're going to be fine tomorrow. Um, so. I looked at my phone at like one in the morning, really two, and I had a text from my next door neighbor. Wow. Now, my next door neighbors are wonderful people. I don't really know them that well. Uh, the husband 
is a really sweet guy. He and I have exchanges all the time over the fence, just like those two characters in Home Improvement. <laughs> and because uh, we both have mirroring sort of backyards, and yeah. and he's he's they're youngish. Uh, I don't know much. I don't know the wife really, but I they just had a like an eight eight month old baby. Now, there are eight apartments in our building. Mm-hmm. Seven of them, or no, six of them are vacant. Mm-hmm. I think we're the last two couples, the last two people in this entire building. Oh, uh, inclu- so the neighbor is included in this. The neighbor meaning he's, in he's, the building or the next building over. He's in. He's in this building. But too. in those two buildings combined, yeah, he's one of in the, the okay, whole ownership it. of our building, there are, of the six unit of the eight units, only two have people in them still. Got it. And they're kicking everyone out. So as soon as our leases are up, that's it. Got it. Which is why we're looking. Anyway, the point is. I am in this weird mindset of like, well, this is the last hurrah. Let's just burn this place to the ground. Right, right. And that's why every weekend we've been having people over. Yeah. We sit in the back on the backyard. It's only ever like whatever six, eight people. We're not like going crazy. Um, so I had a text from his wife saying, "Hey, it's so and so from next door. Um, is there any chance that you could like shut this down?" Your party oh, wow. or your gathering, the baby keeps waking up. Oh, now she had sent that to me at like eleven fifteen p.m. Oh no, it's a Saturday night. We have eight people total hanging out inside, and we're playing games. Not not music. There wasn't even music. Yeah. It's not a dance party. You know, granted, we're laughing hard. We're like probably being boisterous, mm-hmm. etc. But let me ask you this, right? Do I have to do that? I don't know. That's a good question, man. I really don't know. If I had, I, I didn't even read it until three hours later, so whatever, I missed it. But let's say that I had read that text at 1110. Mm-hmm. Do I have to abide by that? Like, the what? one question that I have, is there any, like, were we outside at that time? No, no. Definitely not. No, I remember it was com- she she it was coming through the walls. Got it. That's where the I, that's where, you know, and, and we don't like I don't think we have particularly noise carrying yeah. walls. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. My I mean, my first thought is like, well, I didn't tell you to have a child. <laughs> right. Well, no. First of all, number two, get one of those noise machines. We right. actually bought a noise machine because our friends who have a baby showed us that they were using it for their baby. And it had improved that baby's sleep a lot. And now we use it every night and we love it. Right. No, totally. I mean, and it's also, it's Saturday night. Like you said, it's not crazy. There were not a lot of people over. We, we were probably being sort of loud, but we weren't being like rambunctious assholes. We're adult. We were adults having drinks, enjoying ourselves. No one was too drunk. Yeah. Everyone was so, at, making a point. At what point am I allowed to do something reasonable and what i want within my own home right. where does neighborly consideration begin right and this is a tough this is like a contentious issue like in new york city in general like people you know we all live so close to each other that like inevitably noise complaints can become a thing this yeah. and that um but i think i you know i think you're right i mean I, if i were her i don't know if i would have texted you for the record I have been what I would consider an exemplary neighbor. I for yeah. the first like two and a half years that I lived here, I don't think I ever had a party. Right. I, I rarely had people over. Right. Uh and I did have a birthday party once, but it was like from, you know, one PM on a Saturday till like seven o'clock. Yeah. In the middle of summer or something. I, I don't remember spring. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. The party. I mean, I know that we did pop outside a couple times. I'm assuming that it was from going between going through the wall, like you said. Ah, that's a tough one, and that that can be the danger of becoming too friendly with your neighbors. Is that you can become like compassionate for them, and now you feel bad that their baby can't sleep, as opposed to if you don't know, be like fuck your baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but once it starts escalating into them filing noise complaints with the police, has that happened? No, right. no. But, but I would never want that. to force of course, their hands, of course, of course. And uh, for the record, I the I've only ever exchanged phone numbers with the husband, right? And Got he it. and I have texted. Here's how nice this guy is. We didn't have propane for our heat lamp, right? And I knew he had an extra tank. 
Mm-hmm. I'm getting a refill on Monday. I texted him on Saturday and said, any chance I could get your extra tank, I'll give you a fresh one on Monday when it comes. Uh, but, and he was like, yeah, no problem. And he just left me a whole fresh tank of propane. Unbelievable. And so we, nice. we get along very well. The next day, I texted him to apologize. Oh, okay. And I said, I'm so sorry about that. You know, I, I, I kind of just lost track of time. I, frankly, I had way too much to drink and it just, you know, the night faded away. And he go, all he sent back was like, dude, no sweat. No worries right. at all. Right. I think that he didn't want her to send that to me. Uh, I don't think that that was a united front text. Got it. Got it. How interesting. That makes sense, dude. Now, having said that, in order for her to have texted me, she had to get my number from him. Right. I so, picture them having a big fight about it. Uh, That's what I like to picture. Where he was like, don't just, you don't have to, da da da. I the, just gave him a propane tank. It's awkward. Not only that, but like the baby's, you know, sleep schedule is not contingent upon the baby's going to sleep or it's not going to sleep. We weren't making so much noise as to like. That's also true. We're like beating pots and pans. Babies sleep fitfully. Right. There's no there's no indication that you are the person who kept the baby up. Yeah. It felt to me a little bit like a mother <laughs> who was at her wits end trying to get the baby to sleep and looking for a scapegoat. How old is the baby? You don't know? Probably like six to eight months or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting, man. But I could be totally wrong about that. This is just me projecting completely onto this couple. Well, you handled it well. You know, I mean, obviously it was, it was good to send that text the next morning. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you miss it by three hours, at least, because like, if you see it right away, you can be like, I'm so sorry, we'll keep it down. Yeah. And then you'd be like, Hey guys, like, and even though you don't want to have to do that. Right. But that sounds like you handled it respectfully. I mean, whatever. Yeah. They're very sweet people. Uh, and, and I, I would never want to, but, but at the same time, it's like, we, we have, we have a couple weeks left at this place. And so now, granted, we've been really taking advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. we because we have this outdoor space and nobody else ha- does, so we just keep having the people over every Saturday. We've had people yeah. over, and I can get that it's a it's getting a little <laughs> tiresome for the neighbors, you know. For the neighbors, have dude. you ever had a neighbor uh, call the police on you? No, but I've called the na- police on neighbors. Oh my god! But dude, you don't call the police here. Like, have you ever done it? Obviously, you've never done it. You call three one one. And it's the same people I call to complain about illegal construction <laughs> on Sunday morning when I I'm ne- trying to fucking sleep. They're brrr, brrr. <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing ever, dude. I'm like, stop. It would be it would be better if it was just consistent noise. It's like torture. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, like, never, never really. To finish the neighbor thought, mm-hmm. have you ever been arrested or had the cops call? Excuse me. Have you ever had a neighbor call the cops on you? Have you ever had a noise complaint fa- filed or anything like that? Uh, not like me personally, but it's funny. Like every single party in high school, like the kid whose parents were out of town would get shook that the party was too pop heavily populated. Yeah. And he would come in and go, all right, guys, the cops have been called. They're on their way. <laughs> the cops are on their way. And like no one ever believed that. That yeah. was like the biggest boy who cried wolf situation. And then like half the times the cops would come. And everyone at the party would just sprint into the woods. Yeah. Like, like there are some kind of like terrorists. They're like, oh, the cops won't be able to catch me in this terrain. If we all go in different directions. <laughs> yeah. We're going to retreat to the mountains. It's very much a cockroach <laughs> mentality. <laughs> Can't catch us all. Yeah, exactly. Spread out. Exactly. Know? You just put the cop holding his pants up. Yeah. Hey, you fuckers. <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> oh god so i don't know but dude I, sorry i've on. been very lucky to get along with the majority of my neighbors in new york yeah. city in all these places that i've lived in um but it is the virtue of of living with where you share a wall with someone right as opposed to a freestanding house out in the boonies somewhere where you just are gonna you're gonna have people who make noise that you don't want them to make Right, right. Unfortunately, it's inevitable. And even yeah. to the point where, like, my friend just moved into an apartment and he got a noise complaint. He was sitting in his apartment, not listening to music, hanging out with one person and got a noise complaint. God. He's like, dude, I'm moving. He's like, I can't handle this. He's I like, knew a couple. I was I was good friends <laughs> with a couple who were very kind of buttoned up and, and, and quiet and respectful. And they lived above an elderly woman who had a rent control department. Someone who'd mm. just been there for 30 years. And was paying like eight hundred dollars a yeah. month 
And like the the owners of the building are like, any day now she's yeah. going to drop dead. Yeah, and all of her windows are are covered in really heavy curtains. Oh yeah. No yeah. natural light comes into the apartment. None of the appliances have been renovated. And oh God. It's, you know she's got to light her stove with a, a match. <laughs> that kind of apartment with lots of like God and Jesus yeah. porcelain God everywhere all over the place. Yeah, that's sounding like my my grandmother's house in Brooklyn and they're like they're, yeah. all the couches would be in plastic. Yep. Like each cushion had its own individual plastic. There's stuff about God everywhere. Right. It's like, it must take five hours to dust this yeah. room. This yeah. is crazy. She only drinks tap water, <laughs> that kind of a person. So, um, they lived above this woman and they would, if they turned on music or TV too loud, she would take a broom handle and bang it against oh, no. the ceiling as an indicator to to be quiet and it would happen i went over once and, and hung out with them and i just sitting down and talking to them and we're talking for 10 minutes or whatever and they she starts doing yeah, it yeah. oh my god and eventually it led to a, a lawsuit like they had a big fight oh my out. god that's brutal that poor yeah. i mean you'd think that this nice older woman who apparently isn't that nice but you'd think that maybe her hearing would have deteriorated a bit you'd hope over <laughs> you'd hope over all these years and everyone could be happy but yeah I don't know, dude. But dude, hanging out this weekend. So it was I had it was a really nice time. It's nice to kind of like have a day that turns into a long day like that. It's also funny because like, you know, some of the time they're those friends where like you meet up with them at two o'clock and you're with them for the rest of the day. Like mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. I love that to be clear. Yeah. You're like, oh God, if we hang out with Julia, we're gonna be with him till we go to bed. Like we gotta Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just worked out that way. But it was uh, it was really fun, dude. And I'm I'm so glad that you guys had an open day in front of you yeah, because it was, it was so much fun. It was really. And fun. by the way, everybody who came texted me the next day saying, "What a remarkably fun day!" So fun. When was the last time you you got that text? I know we haven't had like fun days. Just don't happen, dude. We honestly, yes, on Sunday we were so happy. Yeah. Because of how fun it was. Yeah. Like it offset our hangover. We're like, wow, that was so much fucking fun. Agreed. And dude, we also hung out in like waves. We hung mm -hmm. out at a place with people and ordered drinks. We then hung out here, just us. Mm -hmm. And then people came over. So it was like three fun just, events. Just bouncing around, stringing it together, learning about each other, sharing laughs, <laughs> creating out. inside jokes, bonding. Yeah. And then on Sunday, <laughs> you know. I find that hangovers, the sec if you drink two nights in a row, the second one tends not to be as bad for me. That's interesting. The first one out of nowhere is shocking. Right, like wedding syndrome. Yeah. And then yeah. on the second one, it's like, oh, your body's given up and it just can't feel anything anymore. But I actually made it out to play golf yesterday in the pouring rain. Oh, wow. And then I came home. My girlfriend went down to, uh, to, to New Hope, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. to see her folks for a few days. The dog. Mm. had a dental surgery yes His teeth were rotting <laughs> poor little guy from years of negligent toothbrushing <laughs> from years of chewing on on gum yeah so they Jesus. so they had to give it a, a remove a bunch of his teeth and she felt so bad from seeing him on facetime with his stupid you know <laughs> like neck oh yeah cone that she uh <laughs> she she had to go see him that's pretty cute and so I had the place to myself, and dude, when you live with somebody and you get the news that you're about to have the place to yourself, <laughs> there is an instant excitement yeah. and a euphoria of like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the smart TV for for porn. <laughs> I'm gonna jerk off with the windows yeah. open. I, I, I'm gonna stay up late. I'm gonna order food. I'm gonna do nothing, dude. I went on. I ordered. Lartuzzi. Oh wow. On caviar. Was that really awesome? Well, it was just another, you know, as I said, big expense. My weekends of hungover decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the spending and buying shit that 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 becomes I become numb to. Yeah. I I order food yeah. that is out of whack with what how much I need. Uh, for sure. There's no governor on my decision making. Especially if she's away. I ordered $197 worth of Lartuzzi. <laughs> oh, my God. I ordered four pasta entrees, oh a chicken God. entree, side of carrots, two chocolate chip cookies, and 
That That's might remarkable. have been it. The Francis sampler. It's a Dude, little it bit of everything. Nuts. But I, I, I eat a third of each thing. Right. And I package it up and I'm going to have two or three meals out of it. That's good. At least. So, you know, you yeah. spread it out. Yeah. But dude, that's hell yeah. Yeah. I had a crate. I went to JG Mellon. And I had a grilled cheese and a cheeseburger. Two things I haven't eaten in Unbelievable. months. What a so, childish order. Good yeah, for you. What are you going to do, right? It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> uh, lots to think about. Listen, send in any stories you may have of neighbors, of neighbor squabbles. Oh, yeah. Um, to oops the podcast at gmail.com. We have actually have a great neighbor squabble email that we we're sure going to talk do. about next week. Yeah. Um, for now, uh, you know, happy election day, everybody. I hope your candidate wins, whoever that may be. And also just remember that if your candidate doesn't win, um, we're going to be fine. Yes. America has had bad presidents before. America has had leaders who have not been to our liking. And uh, the, the, the republic continues. So um, I'm excited about election night. And um, what a time. What a time. What a time. We'll be back on Thursday with a breakdown and our thoughts uh, uh, about the world. So thanks for joining us. Happy thoughts, everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon.